My name is Donna Rudolph. I'm the founder of Teeny Tiny Treatments. Welcome to Teeny Tiny Talks, a platform where we speak to individuals who are changing lives and raising children at the same time. I'm so excited for you to meet my guest, Jody Harris. Jody is what I would call a high creative. Let's start with her success as a TV actor. Her credits are in the hundreds, but to name a few of my favorites, Grey's Anatomy, Aquarius, Jane the Virgin, and her upcoming work on a new show about Aaron Brockovich's life called Rebel. Jody, together with her sister, is also the owner of the Diaper Rash Ointment Company, Pink Salve, which has been around for 90 years. And when Jody and her sister took over the company from their grandparents, they took it to a new level and as a result are thriving in the baby industry. In her personal life, Jody was married for 19 years to her husband, from which she has two biological children. Jody now lives with her partner Leilani of six years and is part of a blended family. Hi, Jody. Donna, welcome. Hey. It's nice to have you. I'm so excited to be here. This is so special. Um, how many degrees is it in sunny California? I don't want to brag, but yeah. <laughs> every day I actually have the weather app, obviously. And LA is the second one after New York and every day, 75 and sunny. Okay. You, um, you grew up in the Midwest, mm -hmm. in the Midwest, in Cleveland, um, in Cleveland, you went Shout out to Cleveland. Cleveland. So is that really the Midwest? Are you sort of considered East Coast? I feel like you're a Midwestern girl. It has Midwest vibes. I've, I've always considered myself Midwest, so. It does. It does. Yeah. Um, and you went to school to become an actor. This is true. I went to school in New York. You went to school in New York to become an actor. Um, and you got married. Yeah, we met in Chicago. And I went to NYU. And then after that, I went to Chicago. Yeah. And then, um, and then from there, moved to LA. Okay. But together a long time. Was it, was it to pursue your career? Was it you know, it's it's funny because you'd think it was, but he grew up in, in Chicago and he was just so sick of the cold weather. Yeah. So he's oh, like, yeah. I have to go somewhere warm. I'm like, listen, I can only go to, it's like LA, New York, Chicago. This is, you know, I'm on my pursuit. So we ended up in Los Angeles. Scene change. Scene we, change. Had, we had a scene change. That's what happens when you have four <laughs> kids home or three kids home right now doing Zoom school. You got to move around now. We're in my daughter's room. Yeah. So um, you, you had two children with the man who was your husband who you were together with for 19 years yes and here we are you're sitting in your daughter's bedroom and your partner is a woman mm -hmm. um and together you have a blended family and you share four children i what i'm trying to understand is you know i i get so inspired by people who go out and say this is truly who i am right mm -hmm. But I think that doing that, having already had children, has to be like going up a hill while somebody is throwing down a boulder at you. How do you how did you stand in that truth while already having kids? How did you I just like where did the journey happen and and where do you sort of get the guts to do that? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. I think you know that was the hard part. Because this was something that, you know, people will say like, how did, how did you know? How, how could you? And there, and also when it, when it happened, it wasn't, you know, it really wasn't easy. It was one of those where there was a lot of hurt feelings and there was a lot of confusion and there was a lot of, 
there was a lot of fear and and seemingly like drama and betrayal because you know you you are you believe for myself i can speak for myself i really lived my life one way that i i i didn't know there was something different mm -hmm. when i look back now i so many things make sense hmm. and there's so much that i'm like oh okay that does make sense <laughs> my my you know where i am and as far as my sexual identity but when it when everything kind of came to a head and i knew that this is truly who i am it felt like for me that i couldn't unring that bell i couldn't once that awareness happened for me i couldn't go back and that and that part when you say how how do you do that with your kids how do you find living your truth i kept telling them i was honest with them and i said this is this is who i am and i can't be something that i'm not i can't be i can't have that i have to be authentic to who i am and at first i think there was that there was um an anger and a hurt and a confusion and then because i was so certain about it they were they they adjusted they were okay mm -hmm. but it wasn't it wasn't it was hard I, I feel there's a part of me that if I just say, well, you know, it's all just easy streets. It wasn't. It was hard for all of us involved. And are you are they in a good place now? It's still a little bit of a thing. Okay. I think the teenager fact has a lot to do with it. And I think the fact that, you know, we blended our families together in one home. And I think that's hard. That's hard on for anyone. But it's particularly hard, I think, when you you your parents are you see your mom as one way and then all of a sudden she says she's something different. He, and there were people who felt I was selfish or who are you or what do you, there, it, it got, it got. Who are, who are close to you? There were some really close friends who, and who felt I, that I was selfish, that I was mm -hmm. not thinking in the best interest of my kids. And, and that was really hard for me. That was really painful and that was really hard, but I knew that I couldn't, the other way felt more like felt like I was hurting them more. Mm -hmm. Coming to really own who I was was ultimately the best thing for myself, which I believe in the end is the best thing for my kids. Yeah, and I also think there was a piece that I showed my kids that you know I make mistakes. Right. I didn't mean, my coming out wasn't wasn't like a big. <laughs> it wasn't all rainbows and unicorns. It was messy. Right. It was really right. messy. I think in a lot of ways, and I'm not saying this to justify, but I do think my kids are. Have, show, have been able to show their resilience around it. It's not that the, the idea that I'm gay and they have a problem with someone who's gay. I think it's the idea that what is the identity of your of your parent? Who are your parents? And then when something changes, that's scary. I have a very good friend whose parents got divorced later in life. Um, you know, they waited till the kids were out of the house. And my friend says that messed us up so much more. Here they were thinking, oh, we're going to stick it out until our kids, you know, are out of the house. And then this is a way in which we're going to avoid hurt. And it seems like you're never going to avoid it. The only way out is actually through. That's right. And you just sort of have to surrender to the pain. I get the part of you that was probably going to internally combust. When I knew, when I knew that it was like, oh my God, I'm, what's, of course I have to tell this truth. Whoa.
but there was such a denial and that's the part that's uh, it's hard for me to understand and I'm actually working on writing about it right now because interesting. It, it's really hard to understand that kind of denial. Yes. You hear about it and you're like, what do you mean you didn't know? Yes. Or people will say, what are you just like, you you fell in love with like a friend. It's more that you're just like, you love this person. For me, I'm sure that does happen. I think there's so many different ways, but for yes. me it was yes. a genuine, this makes sense to why I never fully felt comfortable in my own skin with a man. This makes hmm. sense to why I, for me, I had an eating disorder for the longest time, all, all around puberty. So that mm. was a really big time for me of like, I'm not comfortable in my skin. I'm looking outside. And I think, you know, particularly growing up in the time period in the 70s, 80s, Midwest, there weren't a lot of, it was, wasn't something that I even tapped into. Yeah, right. Well, you, there were no role models, but I do think you're so brave. I think you're really brave. Are you constantly working on yourself? Is I know this, what you mean. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, no, it's constantly working because yeah, you. It's not like oh my god, so I came out, so now oh, it's all just easy yeah. streets and it's yeah. all fine. No, I think yeah. what it did was, you know, I think this is my this is a perception and this is my belief. I don't believe I'm not a therapist. This is this is just for myself. Is that I really yeah. believe that when things get stunted, it has like a, a ripple effect on it. So much was bottlenecked and stunted that I'm not dealing with my identity. I'm not dealing with all these fears, so much things. So that it's like, oh, one layer. Okay, this is who I am. Dealing with business, dealing with finances, dealing with not being taken care of. It's a growth. It feels almost like there's never, it never ends. Uh, would you say that like this whole experience, uh, first of all, isn't like being in your 40s so great in that way? You like, know that that, right. Could you have ever come to this in your 30s? Like, no way, man, no, right? No. I took that, yeah. right. It was, I was 40. It was between I was 40 and 45 when it all, when I had that whole time right. period of like. Right. In, in, in whatever way you're coming out, right? That's exactly right. Whatever yeah. it is. Now, yeah. I'm, I actually just turned 50. Oh, what? You really? Um, would you say that whole experience has like um, changed and helped your acting? Wow. I do. I do think so. I think it has in a lot of ways. Um, a, a piece of being comfortable in my skin. Yeah. yeah. I feel like people can see that. Like, you know, when I watch certain things, th there's a lot of bad TV. <laughs> there's as much good TV, but there's a lot of bad TV. And I'm like, did the director not see that that person is so inauthentic? Like, how are they? How did they get a job? Um, can we talk a little bit about your acting career? I'd love to. Okay. You were in um, recently in this show where you played David Duchovny's wife. Yes. In um, Aquarius. Right, where you mm -hmm. play David Duchovny's wife. What is it like to be David Duchovny's wife? Like, what's that like? His ex-wife. Talk about yeah, it was his ex-wife. That's right. His ex-wife. Talk about a professional. I mean, he really? was. He is so talented and yeah. so it's like he he he's charming, funny, and very very. There's a song about him. Do you know it? David no. Duchovny. Why don't you love me? He is, and he's so he's so so. I, my, my feeling was he, he's that he, he put you at ease. That's how I felt because oh, he cool. has this sense of knowing what's going on, knowing different shots. Okay. This angle that as the actor, right. I felt very right. safe working with him. Right. And it was a, it was a really great experience. It was so a, cool. Okay. Let me ask you this. When you, because you have so much, I mean, you've been so fortunate in your acting career. I, I feel like when I looked at your resume, I was like, whoa, she's done that. And she did that. And do you walk onto sets now? And like, you're, are you starstruck or no? It's like, you're like, they're just regular people. No, who I, are think coming still, 
I think I, I you know, it's interesting is that I still am. I just worked um, with Katie Seagal on a new show and I was just so blown away by seeing her and watching her. And I think the starstruck is the, the, the watching the, the work happen, the process right. and seeing her right. just be, do it. And she was so genuine and she mm. was so gracious too. I saw her just, you know, she was very kind to me. So I do have that. I do have that, that feeling of, yeah. of awe watching people who've been in this career a long time. How, how do you, how do you balance? Like, where's the balance is, is, do you work hard on that balance? Like, how does, do you ever have days where it's just a shit show? <laughs> oh my God. There's so, every day feels like it's a shit show, especially during yeah. COVID right now. It's, yeah. Right. I think that now I'm taking on working with Pink Sav. And so yes. there's yes. that. Like, sometimes it feels impossible because yes. it feels like yes. I'm juggling too many hats. Pink Sav is new for me because while it's been in my family for all these years, I just started being involved in it. I'm the owner, but I was the owner as like a silent owner who didn't get involved. I have an opportunity to take something that was in my family for so long and make it more than just like the favorite of Ohio. Right. And also social media become, it was wait, I'm going to get involved. So that's where I just kind of jumped into it. I have to tell you, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before, but my daughter, she was born with a severe milk allergy. Um, when you don't know that it's a severe milk allergy, the baby constantly has not to be gross, but like be gross. parents are watching this, they constantly have diarrhea. And so her butt uh -huh. was like raw, like raw. And it, and I would touch it and she would scream and the doctor would be like, just keep the diaper off. So I would put like these change pads that were like huge all over the mats, like on the floor so right. that she could just pee all over them without putting on a diaper. Right. But then this angel came to me who had been, I, I was living overseas. She was a NICU nurse for many, many years. And she was like, you need to use this product. It's called Pink Salve and it has zinc in it. And so you need to put an antifungal on the bottom and then put Pink Salve on top because there is zinc in it. And I was like, and you know, at that time and still till this day, I'm like, no, I need like all natural things. Like I was like making my own concoction like to put on her. And she was like, trust me, Pink mm -hmm. Salve saved her. I'm glad to tell you she grew out of the milk allergy. <laughs> Are you raising your children differently than you were raised? I think in that when I would when I grew up, I feel like I don't feel like we talked about a lot of stuff in mm. my home. It felt very much like hair and nails, like very supported, very much taken care of, but not dealing with like the messiness of life, almost like, oh, everything's okay, it's okay. Right. It's okay, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Right. I'm more vulnerable and my kids see that than I think that my parents showed me. I've had, you know, the difference also is that I apologize to my kids. So something will oh, happen and I'm willing to say, I'm so right. sorry, I yeah. set up and I, and I was wrong and I'm sorry. Do you, like, are there things because your mother passed away before you sort of came into yourself are there things that you wish she knew about you? That's such a good question. I, you know, I would love to have, oftentimes I think about that. Like, what would it be like? Would she, would it be one of those things where she would just fully support me? Would she, right. I just, I wish I could have, I wish that she could see that 
because yeah. I also think she was coming into her own later in life mm -hmm. and she didn't get that chance. So I think it would have been an amazing experience to almost butt heads with her and, 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 and deal with whatever, because we didn't, we weren't that, I never fought with my mom. It was very much mm -hmm. like, I don't want, I don't want to like rumple feathers, but I was also, we were, she wasn't particularly judgmental. So I wasn't particularly triggered. It was just sort of like, we just worked. And then yeah. I wonder, you know, the, another question is, is it a coincidence that I came out after my mom passed away? I no. don't know. Right. You know? Right. But I can tell you my dad was so supportive. Wow. Well. I don't know that my mom, what, where she stands in it, because I didn't have that opportunity. Yeah. Right. But I, I can honestly say like, and it kind of tears me up of like, but I can say that my dad, like he was, he's, and still is, he was there for me. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's everything. Right. Yeah. Just having that support. It's really everything. If you could give your 18 year old self some advice, what would it be? Mm. Say you have a spark. Do not put that out. Don't put that spark out. You just keep going. And it's not to be compared. It's not better than it's not worse than there. It's just yours. What would you say is your greatest parenting hack? My greatest parenting hack is I would say I'd go back to the apology, being willing to apologize. What is your, do you do anything for self-care? Do you have like a self-care routine? Is there something that you're like. Taking a bath is my, is, yeah. is my self-care routine. Yeah. I am a big, big person in the bath. That's I, I, it's like a reset for me. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Bath is good. You put Epsom salt in it. I do. I'm obsessed yeah. with that. Me too. I got a big vat of it too. I'll just keep pouring. So do I. So do I. I waste a lot of Epsom salt. Me too. Yeah. 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 Too. And it's annoying because it's heavy to buy. But anyway, it's but worth it. Um, what is your go-to app? My go-to app is Waze. I'm oh. always <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Me oh, too. I was oh, born in the right era because otherwise I would have been the mom who was always lost. And when my GPS goes out, it's over. I have to park. Yeah. Just pull it over. Sorry. I don't know. Them. Yeah. Parking. Like I've, I've literally called people and been like, I just need you to wait a few minutes because I need, I need the GPS to find my sick, find where I am. Right. Yes. I love ways. Um, would you say that your glass is half empty or half full? Oh, my glass is half full. Okay. Okay. Do you have, are you like, I, I always ask people this, but I think it's a good question. Do you have, uh, do you think people have a predisposition towards optimism? I do. Yes. I really do. I, I'm one of those people. Do you live sure. with any pessimists? I think, I kind of think Leilani is one, my partner. <laughs> and I think okay. that's maybe why we're okay. perfect for each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I think that's what she loves about me. Right. I think she knows right. that I'm that girl. Right, right. Um, what is the last book you read? The last book I read was called Untamed. Glennon Doyle. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yes, and I related to it. Yes, I, I bet you did. <laughs> yes, I did. What is the best show that you've watched or have been on in 2020? The best show that I've watched? <laughs> you know what I loved so much? Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised love you got that. on it. I know. Do you have a beauty product that you can't live without? I cannot live without my spray that touches up gray hair. Not get it onto your face, like no, because I, I have. Oh my god, I've got it down. I'm like, I do this thing. I'm like, I, I've nailed it. It's such a good one. Well, Jody, I have to tell you, this has been an absolute pleasure. Well, thank you so much, Donna. You are so easy to talk to. You're a oh. natural. Oh, thanks. Truly, you thanks. really are. I will come back anytime. 
I'm so glad we will have you back anytime. We'll have you back anytime. Thank Bye. you. Bye.